more like number two with a bullet. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch number one with a bullet. of Good Times, Great Movies. It is here that we discuss movies from the 1980s, such a glorious decade. Um, we do it uh, twice a month, basically. It is I, Jamie Lorello, here with DP McCambridge. Um, this is a month, um, a holiday month, a holiday, December. This... Oh, you wrote holla yeah. on purpose Do on Do you Instagram. see how I did that? I did you think I had a misspelling? Went... Right. I was like, didn't Instagram autocorrect? Well, no. you know what? Jamie doesn't care. Oh, a holla day. Because we're holla wow. in at... Uh... Wow. Yeah. Oh, All right. Okay. I like to get a little creative with Man. my hashtags when I hashtag... No, no, no. I, I appreciate it. And you do so much better than I ever would. Even when I put the random thing on uh, Instagram, I'm like, I don't have the You don't energy do the hashtagging. No, but you've no. got all the posts. You do all the posts and all the so social medias. So let's take a moment. Let's take a housekeeping moment and just say that. Just, mm -hmm. I will. I'll say it. You've got some very clever posts. You've got some timely posts. You're always on top of the posts. And it's wonderful, and it lets our audience know what's yeah. coming out, when's it coming out. You engage. I mean, I hashtag. Mm -hmm. That's I, about you know as much I, as I do. What I know is that people tune into this show to listen to us congratulate each other. <laughs> that's why they want to know. <laughs> so what do what we doing. like about each other? Yeah. But honestly, you know what? It's a good time to say that because we normally say it at the end of the show, yeah. and I do know that there are people, because people have told me this, and mm -hmm. I don't mind if you do this, mm -hmm. that once we're done with the movie – they just stop the podcast. They don't listen to our recommendations. No, they don't want to They know. don't listen to what's coming up next. Mm -mm. And we always sort of um, backload with the uh, the fact that we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But we're there. Yeah. So find us. Yeah. Let's because see. if you are someone who turns off the show before the end, you don't know what we're going to do in two no. weeks. No. Then you're Unless surprised. you follow us on the platforms. Right. Where we keep you oh. updated and enter entertained. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, a kind of a big announcement oh. is that the network <clears throat> that we're a part of, the 25th Frame, uh, no longer exists. Mm. So, if it exists till the end of December okay. and then it's shutting down. The people that put it together, <clears throat> they're wonderful people, but it was just way too much work for them. Oh. And I get it 100%. Yeah. So if you listen to us on that show's feed, you're going to have to subscribe to our feed to continue getting the show. So make sure you do that Please. by December 31st. Okay. Do it before. You know what? <coughs> Just do it right now. Yeah. We'll give we'll give you a minute. We won't talk about anything. Just, you know, on your phone, go and subscribe. You know what to do. Don't but anyway, yeah. um, 
And this is the third network that we've been a part of in as many years that has uh, closed down. Belly so up. I, Boy, are we good I, luck. Right. I feel like we might want to take a step back and just be our own thing for a while before we tank another network. I'm fine with that. I am. And if you own a network, please do not contact <laughs> us because we'll jump on and then you'll end up shutting down in a few months. Well, <clears throat> yeah, could, could happen. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, that's our housekeeping. So find us on all the social platforms yeah. and do not subscribe to us on the network anymore. We're not there. Switch over to our personal feed. And um, speaking of social networks, before we really get into this movie, mm-hmm. you and I try and do. I'm going to say the minimal amount of research before we start to talk <laughs> about a movie. <laughs> this is true. And occasionally we will miss stuff. Uh huh. I am angry that we missed this because in our last episode, Mm -hmm. Fear City, we had three people on social media point this out. Three completely different people point this out. Do you know that sassy Latina? Oh, yeah. 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 The one with her period. Yes. And I think she was the one that got murdered in her apartment because the killer magically appeared in there. Yeah. I think he had a hook. I think he murdered her with a hook. Yes. So that actress is Miss Maria Conchita, who exchanged weird clunky dialogue with Arnold in The Running Man. Oh. I, I did not know it was her. I didn't even. She, <coughs> she had bigger hair, maybe? I don't know. Yes. Something was different. Yes. Yeah. So mm. I didn't put it together. I didn't scroll down that far on IMDb, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of sad that we missed that. Yeah, because, me too. That would have been a nice yeah. correlation to make then. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I, I have like it those, now. Yeah, I like those little connections, and yeah. we might make one. Did you, for this movie, did you... Um, Notice Valerie Bertinelli? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> she's hard to miss. <laughs> Do you know who? Okay, the guy who has all the VCRs oh, and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who they call Dr. Kettlebomb because he has... <laughs> yeah. Do you know who that actor is? No. Is that actor... Went on to play that shrimp-obsessed Bubba in Forrest Gump. That's who that is? That's who that guy is. No way. Yes. And he was in, um, oh, what was, That's the, Bubba what was the movie we did about the, the rock star, the rock band, and it was like in a weird future, and, um, and they were like a biker gang. I can't think of the name of it. Streets of Streets, streets of, fire. of Fire, yeah. Yes. You remember the band at the end of that movie? Oh, yeah. All, that, yeah. He, was, he was a band member in that as well. Wow. So, anyway, that's it. All right. All right. So, look at you yeah. making sure to come in hot with the research yeah, I was on gonna, I was going to wait until we got there, but I was just too excited. No, you wanted to let it loose. And I, you know what? I appreciate that because... Um, because I watched it and I was like, this guy's really good. When he's in there yelling and breaking into the evidence safe or whatever. When he's randomly he's, screaming. When he's randomly <laughs> screaming. And I think Billy D is just laughing. I doubt that was in the script. He just found it as amusing as I did watching it. I was like, this guy's pretty good. I wonder who he is. And I went, oh, it's that guy from Forrest Wow. Gump. Well, so, good to know he's a working yeah. actor and has yeah, some yeah, past. Yeah. And just, that's good. All right. Oh, Well... Our movie mm-hmm. is called Number One with a Bullet yeah. from 1987. That's it. It's a buddy and cop sh- movie, I guess. It's it's more of a... 
I, I hesitate to say it's more of a buddy cop movie than uh, Nighthawks, but they're making jokes. They're not good jokes, mm-hmm. but they're making jokes mm-hmm. more in this than they did in Nighthawks. Yeah, yeah. Nighthawks was gritty. This is silly, and I hope intentionally so, but I'm not sure. I think. It's like he eats a steak okay. out of the package. It has to be right. What is that? <laughs> Oh my god! There was another like cutting pizza with a with scissors. Yeah. It's like I there were moments. I am not trying to ruin the way I feel about this movie because you, I I think you hated every moment of this. No, no, I enjoyed uh, again. Okay. Billy D looks great in sunglasses. Like I love All it right. when he's just in the police okay. precinct wearing the shades. I enjoy. I got really excited when I saw Valerie Bertinelli. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like seeing a. a, a long lost friend i guess on on a tv um but uh yeah anyway what were you gonna say i was just gonna say there are moments of this movie where Mm -hmm. i was all in like when things just happen that make no sense and should not be in a movie when characters are just reading lines of dialogue and don't seem to be responding to what the other person just said which happens often yeah where i was like this is such a stupid movie that this is really really fun not all the way through. Not all the way through. Okay. okay. But there were moments. There were moments that you really did enjoy. Hey, am I still loud on your end? Because um, I can hear oh, myself can? just a little bit on your end. I can lower you a little more. Okay. Yeah. This is when I should whisper. Yeah, quiet down. Anyway. You're so excited about number one with the bullet. <laughs> I am so excited. So we should have been tipped off that we're in for a problematic movie when the Canon logo comes up on screen mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, oh no, wait. It's this a is Nick Cannon really film. What? It's a Nick. <laughs> right. Uh, you mean Nick Cannon Sr.? Probably his father made this. No. No, uh, yeah, we've we've done many a canon movie. Uh, those breaking movies were both canon right. joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of anything else we did, but anyway, they're they're known for just terrible '80s garbage. So this you know, fits that bill. Expect? I mean, we could jump right into it though. Where our other Billy D movie, um, it yeah. took us a couple of at least fifteen to twenty minutes before we saw Billy D. We are Billy D is just playing the trumpet in a jazzy. Is it the trumpet? Yeah. It's the trumpet. Yeah. yeah, in a jazzy, um, jazzy club. Jazzy, but is he? part of this band because after he plays he just gets off stage he actually hands the trumpet to someone else (laughs) in the band gets off stage and the band continues to play he just wanted to play that one song for that lady that was all in i know (laughs) i know but he does the same thing later for another why don't they start a band because berserk plays guitar and right Does does he play guitar well, does he play guitar or did the he's... actor that week buy a guitar and go, I'm just going to show up with this and I'm going to noodle around and I mean, you can keep it. You can keep it in the scene if you want, but it's the only take I'm doing. Every time I'm sad, I'm just going to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And he just, it, or... that guitar does seem to just like wish itself into existence yeah. too because yeah. we never see him walking around with it or take it out or of the trunk or the back seat. No, it's never anything. No, that apartment. apartment has boxes that are not unpacked. I mean, he doesn't, I I don't know. When he showed up with the guitar and Billy D is, he walks around 
with, I guess, the mouth part of it? For a while, I thought it was a kazoo. I was like, is he playing a kazoo? In my notes, I'm like, and Billy D's played the kazoo? But yeah, I think it's the mouthpiece to the, like, he's practicing his trumpeting at all times. These these two cops. So here's the movie in a nutshell. It's lethal weapon, but just. Dumbed down. Yeah, dumbed down. Yeah. Yeah. It's lethal weapon because there's drugs and there's money and there's their cops but and they have to work their way through a bunch of suspects to get the big bad guy but it's it's all poorly done but what i love is just the basic just how like if you strip it down you try and describe these characters Mm -hmm. the the white cop played by robert carradine Mm -hmm. is quote unquote crazy oh his nickname is berserk Right, yes, yeah. because because his real name is Bazaar. What, like it's it's practically bizarre. It's pra- yeah, it, yeah. So he's crazy. He's the he's the rigs of the group. Mm-hmm. If we're mm-hmm. comparing this to Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon, but he's he doesn't really act crazy. Like every now and then he'll act super crazy, which comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it does. It does. But he's only crazy because people constantly remind us that this character is yes, crazy. Yes. And Billy D is so happy. <laughs> he's just he's just loving life and having a great time. He, he has a smile on his face throughout this entire He's got a movie. sweet giggle that he, or a chuckle that he lets out every now and again, <laughs> which I love. Uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't, it was something we talked about last time because I'm not sure that he knows he's in a Lethal Weapon movie. <laughs> I know Valerie Bertinelli thinks she's in a family drama. I, I, she <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, she does. She does not think she's in a cop movie. No. I guarantee you the day that the car exploded on set, she was off set going, what did my, why did my stunt double just explode? (laughs) I thought I was in a a fractured marriage and that's what this movie was about. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And Valerie Bertinelli is uh, Robert Carradine's character's ex-wife? Yeah, strange wife of some sort. For two years. She tells them they haven't been together for two Is years. Is that how long? Yeah. Oh my god. I did not pick up on that. It seemed like maybe a month. No. She me. says it's been two years. Teresa oh is her name. Oh my god. Teresa is her character's name. Um, and did you think that that little black girl was theirs? Like they adopted this Oh, child? the one that he like interviews? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. The girl I figured... that he was paying to spy on his wife? I think she was just like a neighborhood girl that he just wanted to keep, make sure that he had dibs on uh Okay, on well, wife. I assume that he went over to her house to like pay child support because we just see a bunch of kids playing. And then he walks up and I'm like, oh, okay, he must have a child. And she ran over and I'm like, oh, I... I guess they adopted this child. No, because then why would no. that? We don't ever see her later again. And he's a terrible, terrible person. Like a terrible person no. who is the hero of this movie. I like it later on at one point when Billy Dee's like, why do you keep bothering Valerie Burton? Yeah. Like, she's better off without you. <laughs> like, that is sound advice and he gets (laughs) he gets a little depressed every now and then berserk will go ah everything i do turns to shit but that doesn't last long and it never seems like he's really that depressed about it and it doesn't take i do like at the very end when they when he's having another sad moment with his guitar and billy d's like what the fuck (laughs) like we gotta we're like this close to doing it and now the cops are you know we got a dirty cop trying to get us we gotta get and it it really doesn't take long 
it takes no time at no. all. They completely switch roles at the yeah, end of this because yeah. he's lost interest. Uh-huh. And Billy D basically walks on set to go, we need to wrap this movie yeah, exactly. up, man. Come on, let's go. It's the third act. Yeah. We got to get these guys, huh? We got to come out on top. Let's it's do it. It's crazy. So Billy D, like we said, he plays trumpet. Then he just like wanders off stage and sits down with some lady. He's always with different ladies. He's, He's always with ladies the weirdest of all lady sorts is of the ethnicities. Lady. <laughs> yes. The weirdest one is the one that's wearing when they, after their uh, flight, um, wherever mm-hmm. they fly to, the lady that's wearing the caveman outfit. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> Is that the one where he hugs her and kind of pulls her skirt up so the entire audience just looks at this woman's ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an awkward hug. Very awkward Also, is that the same woman that he picks up while the other guy's just getting fast food? Billy D works so quickly in this movie. (laughs) He does. It's crazy. He does. So anyway, so he's sitting down with this woman and he's just Billy D and he's super smooth and this woman's into him. And in walks his weirdo partner, yeah. who dialogue in this movie. Sometimes I wrote it down because I could not believe what they were saying. The actors were saying, yeah. like in this scene, the woman cannot believe he's a cop. She says, "I can't believe you're a she's cop." She's a terrible actress, that lady. I wrote that it's right away. Like, it was terrible acting. She's like, "I just can't believe that you're a cop." <laughs> Yeah, and and Billy D's response every time is like, yeah, I'm a cop, baby, but I can't believe you're a cop. I'm I'm a good cop. And so his partner walks in and is like, this guy, he's the best cop. He's an awesome cop. Except for that time he shot a nine-year-old yeah, in the face. Terrible story about getting, yeah, shooting it's, a kid in the face. And Billy so D weird. doesn't argue with him. Billy D just nope. sits there and is like, okay. So nope. you wonder, did Billy D actually shoot a kid in the face? I was wondering that the whole time. Because <laughs> he never argues. I was argues. like, I guess these are just true stories. Yeah. Billy D never corrects him. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is that, you know, then the woman is disgusted and yeah. freaked out, as you would be. Sure. And then she leaves, and his his asshole partner thinks it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And Billy D, even near the end, is like, all right, let's go on that steak. Yeah, right. exactly. All right. all right. We got let's a job just go. to do, right? Um, yeah. No, you're... You, they, so... We're now, so they go on a stakeout, and this is something that we are then told that they do often. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're police, but they seem to be working outside of their, I don't jurisdiction. know. Jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, I guess. I guess they just sit outside this rich guy's house mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, this, the white, what is his name? Burzak. So, oh, Burzak. Burzak. Berserk. Yeah. Has some sort of weird personal vendetta against this rich guy or just knows that he's a bad guy. Well, I think it has to do with because we get a little backstory when he visited visits his mom, <laughs> who I love. I thought she was great in it. What is that actress's yeah. name? She's the everybody loves Raymond mom. That's how yeah. I, know her, but, uh, I can't think of like, Doris Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. she's she's really funny mm-hmm. in this. Um, but um, there's a little backstory when he goes to see her where they talk about his dad. Like, I don't know if this guy got his dad killed because his Berserk's right. dad was also a cop. Right. And I feel like maybe this... Why don't he does. you just say that? Like, why don't you just... They might, but I didn't follow. I didn't pick it up because this movie's so confusing. <laughs> oh, yes. 
When he and when he and Doris Roberts are arguing, I kind of tuned out until I heard him talk about sloppy joes, and I was like, "What?" Oh yeah, she's gonna sloppy make him joes his favorite now? sloppy joes and homemade fries. Which actually, I was like, <laughs> that does sound great. She's like, like, "You can help so... me cut the fries." Yeah. Oh my god. Th- oh, I do All like right. it how so like you said because they're yeah. they're two different cops: bad cop, good cop, suave cop, crazy cop. He's sure. the berserk is the junk food eating cop, but he's always eating shitty food. And, and Billy D. Williams is always eating like healthy foods and shakes yeah. and like sushi and mm-hmm. meditation. Just, just eating yogurt. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the other guys, I guess, just eating jalapenos and French fries. Yeah. yeah it's uh, they're a regular odd couple. Sure. So we see the we see the big bad guy, the main villain of this movie, mm-hmm. and he's playing night tennis with some woman. Is this the same woman that is just later? Wow. Just in, yeah, I think it's like his okay. go to little little yeah little lady. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Later on, when she's just dressed the way she is, and suddenly is like the third cop in this movie. Yeah. For about five <laughs> minutes. She's helping, yeah. I was like, what is happening uh-huh. here? She gladly is like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's right in here. Yeah, I'll open the door. He's sleeping. Jump up on the bed. Shoot him in the face. I don't get care. Get the gun out. Whatever. <laughs> right. We now get a little bit of backstory as we talked about Burzak mm-hmm. and his ex, mm-hmm. played by Valerie Bertinelli. She spends most of her time in a house in this movie. She yeah. gets a out. A little bit of time in a hospital bed. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> she gets out to be blown up and then is in the hospital yeah. at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So their house, the interior of this house, the trim of everything is blue, like dark blue. <laughs> Did you notice <laughs> this? <laughs> it looked why it looked like the blue painters tape that you put in your oh. to paint stuff. So I was just watching it going, is she about to paint or was this intentional? It looks insane. But we find out, as you said, that they've been divorced for two yeah, years. They've been separated for some time. Yeah, yeah. And he can't let her go. He just No. He's he, and she at in the beginning of this movie, she looks like she's not giving him any she's not even right. giving him an inch. He does though. Some guy comes to visit her, and he oh. he does. He's always pulling these little pranks, like he mm. does to Billy D when he tells Hilarious. the girl about yeah. He tells uh this guy uh that he's a doctor, and that yeah. he just wanted this this you know guest to know you know that she's got a clean bill of health, even though or something like that. Something basically insinuating that she has some kind of STD, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Basically, he's like, oh yeah, she has VD, and I love it how no doctor would do this. He's parked in front of her. Yeah, house, and so just giving out warnings to, to anybody that, that comes she in, comes in uh-huh. contact with. I felt that you needed to know this. Yeah, because that's reality. Yeah, it's it's so strange, too, because like you said, he's not really crazy, but every now and then he'll act crazy for like 30 seconds. And when he's in her house at one point, he's like, "What? you're going out with some guy. You're going to go out with some guy and you're going to wear that sexy underwear that I bought Uh, for you. And then she throws him out. And that's kind of it. I mean, the the turn at the end where they end up back together makes no sense because he is when they're on their date that she gets blown up at. When they're on that date, they're having such a yes. good time. I'm like, wait, well, you just hated him. You didn't want right. to go out with him. Now you're having a great night and you're getting ready to go back to each other's apartment. Just, yeah. And does he go back in the restaurant because he has someone else's credit card? Yes, wrong says? credit card. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that, that doesn't happen, right? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my 
my god. So anyway, again, as we said before, he's paying a child to spy on his wife for him, yes. which again, that's kind of creepy and terrible. He's drinking beer. When that guy comes to take her out, is he just drinking beer in a parked car? Well, he's very sad. She won't have him back. And this is part of, you know, the process of sadness. Gotcha. All right. So now. Now, let's the, get into, now my head starts oh. to spit. What is happening at this carnival? I was so excited when this, I'm going to call it a costume carnival. Okay. Everybody everybody's like, in some kind of. Billy D. Williams, that was the best. He just has a beard. <laughs> That's his you, disguise. Did you see the. The Webster-ish character that walks by and just flips him yes. off for no reason. I don't know what that's about. What? I, mean, I said that it's a. There's a kid dressed as an old man that comes. I don't know it's who that really is. Really strange. I don't know who that is. If if this was the movie for an oh, hour and a half, uh, I would highly be all about it. I agree. I, I and agree. again, this is. I was kind of losing steam, and I was like, oh, what's this Valerie Bertinelli stuff? And this happened, and I was like, oh, please keep doing this. Yeah. Because, first of all, we get it. It's at a carnival. Uh-huh. I'm very confused about what, like how this is all set it's up. It's a church there's a carnival because there's bingo happening inside. But then that's, I thought it was just a bingo hall because he runs in and you hear people yelling out like B9 right. and everything. Well, then we get a different camera angle and it's a full gambling hall. There's people, there's tables and people are throwing dice. And we do find out that. Yeah, it's a church carnival because mm-hmm. there's a guy up front that has to tell everybody that this is a church. Right. Well, we need to establish it. Yeah. So I don't. So there's a mariachi band here also. Yes. We follow a mariachi mm-hmm. band for a little while. We see some nuns. Everyone appears to be in disguise mm-hmm. and multiple men are dressed as women because <laughs> some dude sits down next to Berserk, who is clearly a man dressed as a woman and starts hitting on him. So I don't know why they're there. I don't know. It's part of their stakeout, I guess. And there is, because oh there's a game happening. At, there's a carnival game that's happening. And when the man yes. gets the bear, I feel like the bear maybe has drugs in it or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. You pieced together way more than I did. Because okay. I was like, why did they just shoot the guy running this game? <laughs> he did not seem to have anything to do with I this. I think because there's drugs in the, in, I think. Okay. Black tar, maybe, as they call it. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. They, they, this movie's all about heroin. Mm-hmm. So so they shoot the guy who's running this game, and then we see these other two suspects run off, mm-hmm. and they split up. Billy D chases one into a church, which is very uninteresting. Mm-hmm. And jazz music. Said, is there jazz music playing for this chase, though? I, I feel like there is. Oh, jazz music. It's wall-to-wall jazz. Yeah. Wall-to-wall jazz in this movie. Oh, wait. He chases them into a confessional, Billy D. T- chases that one yes. guy into the church confessional. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we're back in a confessional. This is three Billy D movies in a row where people go into confessionals. Hey. You're right. Yeah. You okay yeah. tonight? Yeah. Oof. It's All good. right. Okay. It's just it's not our usual night. I get it. So the other guy, Berserk, chases this man, also dressed as a woman, mm-hmm. into this bingo hall slash gambling hall slash church warehouse. Mm-hmm. So the bad guy takes this preacher hostage. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and he's like, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. And crazy, because suddenly he has to act crazy. That's is like, yeah, he earns no, his name. I'm going to shoot him. It's like the Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Rabbit season, Duck season. No, thing. I'm going to shoot him. No, I'm going to shoot him. No, I'm going to shoot him. Exactly. 
I like it when Berserk is like, there's a ton of people here we could shoot first. Because yeah. he's crazy. He's crazy. So finally, he's so crazy. This bad guy lets the preacher go, drops his gun. Everyone applauds. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks. Oh, I love how they watch the whole thing go down. <gasps> oh, yeah. Gasps and, and mm-hmm. what are they going to do? And P.S. in the end. Berserk does. He makes it work, even though we all mm-hmm. didn't know if the deacon, the priest, whoever he is, was going to get shot. He doesn't. Right. Do you think that everybody thinks that this is just a play that suddenly it's happened? It's part of it. <laughs> well, just, yeah, they're, they're all just in this, like, they're like, oh my this, God, look at these guys. Look at this. This look is a crazy doing. carnival this year. This the church be... really went all out. It's insane. <laughs> I love it. A little cosplay. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> I don't know. So then we find out that Peter Graves is their boss. Yeah. <laughs> like Peter Graves is in this movie. He's not really their boss. He's like the main guy, let's call him. Yeah. The main guy. Their boss is this overweight the tubby guy, guy who's always, you know, he's always got their best interest in mind. Mm. You know, Peter Graves is like, oh, you shouldn't have shot at that carnival and all that. Right. And, and the the chubbier guy's like, hey, 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 these are these guys are great cops. I, you know, I'm as great as they are, right? Uh-huh. Peter Graves, aren't you the villain? Not sure. <laughs> I could just talk about Peter Graves for hours. I love it. Um, I do like how uh, so Peter Graves is really mad that they're you know that they're all obsessed or at least crazy's obsessed with this, this, you know, this prominent figure. Yeah. In the community, he even says he's chairman of the United Fund, which sounds like a fake chair. Totally made like, up. The United, not United Children's Fund, not no, United, not the, I mean, uh, you know, just the United yeah. Fund. Yeah. It reminds me there's a there's like a there's like a Simpsons gag where the writers are sitting around going, I don't know, uh come up with something like the United Fund, but not as stupid. <laughs> and all these writers are probably like, I don't know, United Fund, does that sound good? Let's, let's, just, let's, let's use it. Right. Yeah. What does it matter? Let's Nothing else lunch. in this movie right. really makes sense. Why does that have to right? But now we're treated to again after this costume carnival. Mm-hmm. I am still on board with this movie at this point because now we go back to his bachelor. Oh, pad. that's right. We see the bachelor life. So he goes to the fridge. I didn't quite see what he got first, but I did see that he was holding a bottle of Worcester sauce. Yep. And I was like, is he going to drink this? If he <laughs> drinks this, I am so excited right now. How crazy and he is does he? something even weirder. No, he takes a raw, it's a raw steak, right? (laughs) And he just right out of the package, just opens it up. And it's like he sprinkles the the sauce on it and just starts eating it. Just eats it like with his hands. Yes. Gross. He got a strip of raw meat and eats it the whole time also we're listening to doris roberts on oh, his leaving him machine. these answering machine messages which i like because she leaves him a series of messages and at the end she what does she say you know i'm not well she doesn't that's how the right. movie ends too p.s yeah is yep. her leaving messages oh, it comes full circle yeah everybody. it does it does but it, it's wild because that's this entire scene yeah him listening to messages and eating raw steak yeah that's it. And also now we start to establish something with Billy Dee's character, which never comes back because they are How to afraid fly he is to, of flying. Yes. <laughs> they are to fly to somewhere. 
where Doris Roberts lives. They take a private jet. It's a very small get, airplane. To mm-hmm. get a suspect and bring him back for who cares? It doesn't matter. But Billy D's whole thing where he's afraid to fly. And he has one of those little pocket recorders where he listens to like a self-help tape. Yeah, yeah, that tells him that his flying is okay and he'll be okay. Everything's all right. Oh, he talks about flying so much in these next three minutes of the movie where I was like, I can't wait when this comes back. It never does. They don't take any other flights. No. No. And I wanted to see, because when they get to this place, um, I think Billy D, something like, Berserk is like, oh, my mom. And Billy D says, oh, yeah, I called your mom or something like that. <laughs> like, I wanted to see their relationship a little more. Like, when Berserk yes. goes to, back home to hang out with his mom for a little bit, Billy D's not even, well, Billy D's busy with a lady, I guess, is what we come to find out. But, yeah, but he's not there. No. It, it's It's so weird because Doris Roberts is even like, oh, yeah, your partner. Give him my best. I'm yeah. Like, didn't you just talk to him on the phone? Yeah, didn't he like, arrange this whole, that we're all hanging out? But then he's not, like, I wanted them to all have dinner together. And her yes. to be a fallen all over Billy D because he's the, you know, such a sensible one, you know? like uh, Right. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yes. For as bad as your movie is, you paid Billy D to be here and you are using him. You've also paid Doris Roberts, so use her together. more than you are. Put them together. Doris Roberts, there is a scene where she is asleep on a couch through the entire scene. (laughs) She doesn't wake up at any point, doesn't say a word. It's it's baffling that she's not used Mm -hmm, more mm -hmm. in this movie. So they go to get this guy out of prison and they can't get him that day or whatever. So it's a whole excuse for Berserk to go and visit his mother. And this is, you know, we talked about before how, you know, his mother even says that he's a piece of garbage. And uh, yeah, that Teresa's better better without him. Yeah. Valley Bertinelli's better without you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it when she goes, I'm going to give you a niner. And all that means (laughs) is nine kisses in a row on your cheek. So cute. It is so cute. She's always telling him, I love you and calling him honey. And Uh uh-huh. She makes him. I like it when she tells him that he should become a lawyer. Like, it might be a little late for a career change. Oh, but that's that's only because she's sensitive. That's when we get the backstory about that his father was a cop. Yes. Yeah. And and again, that goes nowhere because then he he gets no extra flashbacks with that. There's no side story. Not even where the guy says, "Ah, I got away from your dad, and I'll get away from you too." Right, yes, or I killed your dad, or Mm -hmm. at the end, why isn't there dialogue where he's like, I'll bet your mom never told you how your dad died. Right, Just do that. And the ending, the the final fight is so anticlimactic. I mean, it is, none none of the action scenes in this movie are very good. Most of them are just very slow. Yeah. I mean, they're like driving around in semi-cabs at one point, like that's a car chase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) How about that one? Billy D's being all, chased by a truck. They're all... And the, the non-look of concern on his face through the whole thing is great. Uh-huh. He gets rammed by a semi. And he's like, well, what And he's the? like, oh, that guy seems a little angry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Why don't you blow in that kazoo some more as you drive around at a modest pace? (laughs) But all of those quote-unquote action scenes are better than the end of this movie. Yes. Well, the real action scene, if you could call it that, is 
when they finally do now leave, they get this, yeah. somehow they get this guy to come with them on the plane. <laughs> And he's with it's them. like a witness transport. Like yes. they're taking him back to testify or right. to give. Because the whole thing is the crazy man wants everybody to tell him that this rich guy's responsible for all of this stuff. Right. He wants him to. Right. And nobody will do it. Mm-hmm. Also, this movie is just hitmen murdering other hitmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just and giving. Well, and then some drug addicts giving out some information. Oh. Yeah. That drug addict is giving the performance of his <laughs> lifetime. Yeah, he is. That guy, again, doesn't know what movie he's nah. in. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I saw Lethal Weapon. This is probably a really serious part of this <laughs> movie, right? I mean, because there's been other really serious parts, I'm sure. I haven't read the script, but I'm going to sweat and I'm going to cry. Oh, and it's going to it's going to be intense. Give up my all. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if Billy Dee's laughing at me. No. That's fine. If he's chuckling. It's such a great little chuckle he has. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, he's not rolling on the floor laughing. No. But he seems to be legitimately enjoying it. Yeah. Himself. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the scene now when they're on the plane and they're flying away yes. with their with their witness. <laughs> all of a sudden there's a helicopter. A helicopter that catches up to them. I think it's generous of you to say all of a sudden because that helicopter is just floating outside the whole time. They don't notice it. They don't notice it for a minute. And Billy D is not in like a soundproof box. He's got a little recorder up to his ear. But he's when when Berserk is yelling at him like Frank, Mm -hmm. Frank, Frank. He's so engrossed in his recording of his don't be afraid to fly. He's not even aware that there's a helicopter. People in the helicopter are shooting at them. They shoot into this airplane. Mm -hmm. They shoot out an engine. They kill the pilot. And response is, what was that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's pretty much delivered that way. Uh And he doesn't shoot back. Mm -hmm. When he realizes what's happening, he goes, oh, I always knew I was going to die. I'm going to die on a plane, right? (laughs) Wow. And again, we need something like Billy D is afraid to fly. Have what's his butt get shot, and Billy D has to land the plane. Yes, right? Like, wouldn't yeah. that be no. way more exciting? Billy D just tosses the towel in. He's there on a plane. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna maybe go down, and he's like, "All right, he, well, this is how I die." Yeah, because he doesn't he even kind of try. Because he, he doesn't get, doesn't get out of that plane prisoner. forever. Yeah, he doesn't stop the prisoner from running away. He doesn't stop any of it. How about the prisoner being murdered by a random by the random farmer? farmer? Because I was even like, is that that hitman we saw? Oh, no, no. It's just just some random farmer. farmer. Just a random, yeah. So he lands the plane in like a farm, right? On a a farmland. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of another jazz music chase, I think, that (laughs) happens. Um, And uh, yeah, the, the prisoner, their witness gets killed. And yeah. he's pissed. The farmer's like, I saved your life. And, and Berserk is like, no, you didn't. You kind of messed up a big piece of my job right now. Um, yeah. Some great dialogue here when uh, Berserker is, uh, you know, kind of like cradling this dying witness. Oh, yeah. And he's asking him. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Is, who's, the, who's the bad guy's name? I don't, I don't know. know. I just called him the like, bad guy. Did he do it? Did he do it? Did he do it? Tell me. Yeah. And the guy's response is. I killed a lot of guys with a shotgun. I always wonder what it felt like. 
It sucks. Yeah. And then he dies. <laughs> and then he dies. Yep. Yep. So then for some reason, they go to the guy who ended up playing Bubba in mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. They go to his house. I don't know why they go there. But they go there to shake this dude down because yeah. he's got piles of cameras and boxes VCRs, of VCRs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, it's all about trying to connect that rich guy to whatever crime, whatever crime is going on. Mm-hmm. Drugs, I guess. I think it's all related to drugs. Sure. Deals. Yeah. So they that's it. It's a scene where they shake him down and. I don't know, convince him to work for them. Well, they give, give him them... that great name, that Dr. Kilgore or whatever name. <laughs> Dr. Kilgore. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> his name is his name is Dr. Kettlebaum. Oh, Kettlebaum, there you go. Later Before... when he shows up on that bike in the tiniest shorts. Oh, my God, zoo, I was like, is he wearing a bathing suit? What does he wear when they meet at the zoo? I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Zoo. And then there's just that cut scene to an elephant for no reason. For just, a second, they're just hanging there. What is their what is their discussion? Maybe you wrote this down a little better than I did. Mm-hmm. Before um, before they go to the zoo, before the shakedown, they're having yeah. an outdoor lunch. I think this is when Billy D is eating his yogurt, wearing shades, mm-hmm. and um, Nick is is uh, is Berserk's first name. Nick is okay. talking about um, not being a desk guy, not wanting to work behind a desk the whole time. And I forget what frustrates Billy D, but all of a sudden he just goes, no, 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 no. (laughs) What are they talking about? Do you remember? And then it's like a weird abrupt cut to a a different scene with different. It's the one moment where he gets angry, and I didn't know why he was so angry. It is a weird reaction for him to have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was lengthy dialogue cut because yeah, his, reaction like... to, his reaction to, I don't think I ever just want to sit behind a desk, like to fly off the handle the way that this cool yeah. customer does. It's very weird. It is. It is. Okay, good. I'm glad that it went, no, no, yeah. no. And then all of I'm, a sudden, that's when they're in that guy's house. I am glad you wrote that down because yes. I did not write any of that down. But, yeah, that that's really weird. Mm-hmm. So then later that night, they're in the car. Oh. And he tells Billy <laughs> D, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have totally forgot. I made plans to have dinner with Teresa. And this is when Billy D's like, is like, no, you're – you're pretty terrible, and she's better off without you. This is also this, when like, he's burping up jalapeno peppers, yes, and disgusting. Billy D says, "I think you have an unconscious hostility towards your colon." I wrote that one down because it was pretty yes. great. Yeah, but the whole time, but yeah. I'm like, no, she said she wouldn't go out. Yeah, she said like, no to the dinner. Scene. Yeah, it was very clear. No, yeah. no, no, <laughs> wasn't that clear? And, but yeah. <laughs> So Billy D drops him off at a scuzzy alley. Oh somewhere. yeah, what is this? What is this? Like, what is this alley like in that nice residential neighborhood? Yeah. So he yeah he goes down this alleyway and what is happening? I want to say it's a drug deal, but it looks like it's, a very shady sexual drug deal. <laughs> it's clearly a drug deal. 
<laughs> these characters are not interacting in the way that anyone would in this situation or any situation for that matter. No, it's very strange. And why he walks down this alleyway, but he does, and he beats up the two guys making the drug deal, but then he realizes yeah. the one guy is a high school friend of his. It is so strange. It's so weird. And again, no follow-up there, except he mentions it to Valley Bertinelli. That, oh, but he even says he appears, He comes to her like, house all bloody. Yeah. And she's like, what happened? He's like, I was beating the fucking shit out of this dude, man. I almost killed him. I went to high school with him. And I'm like, that is not how that went down. Yeah, yeah. You apologize profusely yeah. to this guy and let him go and also let that drug dealer go. Yeah. And even the drug dealer's like, yeah, I'm new in town. I heard about you. Yeah. No, you didn't. No. This guy doesn't have that kind of reputation. According to the streets, he does. He does. Yeah. So she doesn't know I ain't afraid Burton of a jive-ass cop like you. That's what they tell him. Jive-ass uh, cop. But again, that's the same drug addict who comes back later, and he's, you know, he's chewing the scenery when oh, he's yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Valerie Bertinelli opens the door and she's like, no, I did not agree to have dinner yeah. with you, but yeah. you're really cut up. So come on in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about All your right. bloody shirt. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> then we go, we have another cut to a scene, which makes no sense. This hitman, he's somewhere with his henchman who looks like a clown. Oh. Did you notice this guy? <laughs> That guy does not come back. He looks like he's wearing white clown makeup. <laughs> no, no. Yes, but we don't see him again. I don't know what they're right? doing. No. I don't, we don't see him again. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they are. I don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then they're gone. And they're done. Because now this is when they... Now we're the at the guy zoo, pulls up right? in the bicycle shorts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's... <laughs> I think this is the first instance of that guitar making. Oh, it appearance. is. It is. And again, why do you bring the guitar to the zoo of all places? Why do you bring a guitar to a zoo? But we go directly from a zoo to a mud wrestling event oh, yeah. as well. And is that is undercover too? Is that part of their undercover know. operation? Yeah, they go to a mud wrestling ball uh, or a mud wrestling place. Yeah. And then so it's a mud wrestling place with a live <laughs> band. Because it's like, what's happening here? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. And who's this drummer? The drummer of it's the band insane. appears to be the guy that they're after, which yes. I, makes no sense. I don't know what information they're getting from each of these people that leads them to someone mm -hmm. else. I don't know why they pick oh, the suspects God. that they pick. but And are they chasing... Do they go to this mud wrestling place at night, and then when they're chasing this drummer, it's suddenly daytime outside? It's true. It's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. I could have swore they were there at night, but then they're running around a construction zone in the brightest in bright of sunlight. Daylight. Right. I don't know if maybe we're supposed to think that was early morning, late night at the I don't mud know. wrestling, and then early morning into, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, the most popular time slots of mud wrestles like at 5 a.m. It's very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they chase this guy. They catch him. Yeah. They take him to a building that's under construction. They walk him all the way up. And then it's just quip after quip about how high up they are. Yeah. About how you can see everything. I like it. The one guy goes, you can see everything from up here, even the ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Then they tie, they have these like boots. They they put them upside down, 
hang him, get some get information like from boots? him. I don't know, but they put them on him. They get some information, and then they just leave him there. And they then they're surprised him. when they come back and he's dead. They're like, oh. I need a line. I need a line when they see him dead. Like Billy D's like, oh shit, man. No, no, he but, fell. but I do love that they show the dead body just laying on the ground like he yep. did. But he didn't just fall. Nah. No, no. The hitman shows up without the clown this time <laughs> and cuts the rope. Like, I don't know, just to get him in this position is. Like an unnecessary amount of, let's call it police work by these guys. Um, yeah, just to get him up there and in that weird position upside down. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I do like it when, <laughs> when he asks the hitman if he could help him down. And the hitman's like, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. He cuts this rope. <laughs> the guy falls. And you just hear him yell, oh, my God. <laughs> It's a crazy, just not just a scream. He's delivering dialogue. It's really great. Another part of this movie where I laughed when I heard it. Oh, my God. So then they chase this hitman because they see him. Mm-hmm. I think for a second they think they accidentally murdered this guy by leaving him there. Right. But then they realize. Right. They chase the hitman and... I don't know if it's that these guys have like no running in their contract or something, but this ends with Hitman being hit by a car. That's how the chase ends. Can we talk? Oh, I wrote I wrote this bit of dialogue down oh. because now we do another quick with the doctor. No, 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 we'll get there because I love that when the morgue appears to be a hallway. <laughs> So, all right. So, no, Billy D is again playing trumpet. Oh yeah, yeah. For and another lady, this, right? he walks over this lady afterwards. Oh, this. <laughs> I wrote it all down, and I will try and do a lady's voice and a Billy D voice because okay. if I don't, nobody will know what's please happening. Please do, please do. She, she goes, mm, smashing, <laughs> smashing. Who is smashing? You are. I am. Yes, you are smashing. No, you are. I am what? Smashing. It does. It literally goes back and forth with the smashing. For so long. It's such a, it's smashing. Just smashing. And again, this is like a scene. We got this scene before because now his douchebag of a partner calls this woman. Pretending to be his gay lover. Yeah. It is wild. And this lady drops the F-bomb on him. Oh, and not yeah. fuck the, the horrible slur on yeah. Billy D as she walks out. Yeah. And again, Billy D is kind of like, mm, all right. That's my partner. Probably not do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's my partner being a jerk again. Yeah. yeah. He, no, he goes, berserk. Or, ber- <laughs> or he says his name. <laughs> like Newman. Shake his fist. Yeah, he does. So the cops, they they have cops. Um, Berserker gets a little bit paranoid about, okay, we have the hitman. He's in the hospital. And I'm sure when he comes to, he'll talk like Mm -hmm. these other two people who are now dead. They're going to go to the hospital. We see a guy like rappel down the side (laughs) of the building. (laughs) Because the cops won't let 
these two no, cops they in tell, the room. They've been told that they're not allowed to be there. So there's a small argument that goes down. Um, well, until they hear a gunshot. Now, I do love it when, so they're all outside of the room, of the hospital room, kind of arguing yes. about whether or not they could be let in and making a little bit. Uh-huh. He's kind of making small talk and a little bit jokes to try to get them to let yeah. him. But it's then as great. soon as the gunshots happen, everybody, the nurses station, everybody is like on high alert, right? It is high alert mm-hmm. for a silencer too, because that gun's like, pss, 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 uh, and they're like, oh my God, what is happening <laughs> yes. in that room right now? And then. And they they shoot this guy mm-hmm. too. And as his rope falls, it makes like this zzz yes. as it goes. And it just sounds like someone's yawning. It's. <laughs> It's ridiculous and crazy. So now again, they have no leads. Everybody keeps dying. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like, none of this matters. Everybody keeps dying because no. they can figure everything out. This is where they, it cuts to a morgue hallway. This is an you, awkward <laughs> exchange, too, because the morgue, the morgue guy? What is he? Let's call him a morgue guy. All right. The morgue, morgue guy. I almost call him a mortician, jokes. but that's not right. No. Morti- is she the mortician? No, no, no. Because he's not like dressing the bodies no, and putting makeup no. on them. He's just, no. He's the coroner. He's the coroner. We got there. It took us a little while, but we got there. <laughs> we are <laughs> the wisest. Yeah, well, this guy could be a mortician. He's working in a hallway. He opens like yeah. a closet door to pull the guy out. They couldn't even get those little freezer things that they no, have. No, the zip bag. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. He He's jokes. just on a gurney. He, he makes jokes. He makes terrible jokes yeah. about the dead guy and wants to order pastrami sandwiches for everyone. Yep. That's like the And seems joke. very offended that no one else wants no him to order food. No one wants one. Yeah. Them. He's like, what the heck? Um, <coughs> now Nick or, I had to I had to look this guy up because the way this scene plays and the fact that our two main characters walk away and, and the camera still, zooms in on this guy ordering yeah. sandwiches on the phone uh-huh. I was like is this Should a I famous this? comedian at yeah. the time like is this it looks and feels like a cameo is it no no it's just some guy who didn't do much okay okay yeah well, now they're put on a two-week vacation, right? They're in trouble now for going above their heads to do this investigation. Really? Right? right. Aren't they? But then it doesn't matter because whenever the whenever they're told that they're off the case or they get two weeks off, they're still doing stuff. They're never really... Right. Yeah. Like, like we don't even have a scene where, the, where Peter Graves is like, give me your guns and give me your badge. Right. And then they have to go out and be like, no, we're going to take this over ourselves. He's like, now you guys are working a desk. And they're like... Are we now? No, yeah, we're back stuff. on it. Yeah, we're in it. Because even at the end of this movie, Peter Graves is like, I thought I put you guys on desk duty. Yeah. Oh, oh is this so, when they go in the mausoleum? Oh, yeah. Is it mausoleum? Are we right about that? Do we wow. know death terms well? Wow. I do not know what this place is. Later they call it like a closed down factory. I swore it was a church. What? I swore it was like an, an old abandoned church. Where the one guy's, where they get that one... Drug dealer guy? Yeah, because they randomly somehow got a drug dealer now, and they tie him to a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this is this is the guy that says the titular line. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would. I knew you would like it. (laughs) Yeah, because he says that they're um, everybody's going to kill them. Yeah, you know they're at the top of the kill list. They're 
number one with a bullet. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he also says man a lot when he's saying. Yeah, he does. Man. Yeah. Well, he's strung out, you know. Pretty yeah, but out. this is the guy who is acting in a completely different movie yeah. because we. What he's is in it? Basketball Diaries, and he's going for it. Oh, is he really? No, Wait, no, on. I'm saying he's acting okay, like he is. Right. I was going to say, boy, this guy's really been typecast. <laughs> uh, probably in ba- although in Basketball Diaries, he'd be old enough. He could be a teacher in Basketball yeah, yeah, Diaries. Yeah, he, he could. So yeah, this guy. What is it? Ten minutes later, and he is sweating, mm-hmm. begging for drugs, and immediately just gives up everything they need. Yeah. yeah. All the information. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was that rich guy who you knew did this the whole time. Great. Excellent. Well, and this is when he uses his power of singing, Berserk uses the power of singing and playing the guitar to, quote, torture this strung-out addict, Right. But it's it's a really. good it's a good way to torture him because as we talked about he cannot play the guitar well. Mm-hmm. So why not? Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're going to torture him, go right ahead cuz yeah. yeah, the guitar makes another appearance. Mm-hmm. Two of three, two of three, it'll come yeah. back again yeah, everybody. We got another, don't worry, we got another one coming up. Um but yeah, he gives them up um and they again, they they Promise him drugs. Of course, they're not really going to give him the drugs. They throw the drugs right. over him. Billy well, D tells him, first, I hope though, which is the lessons. From, I hope this has taught you a valuable lesson of the perils of narcotic abuse. Yep. Yeah. Billy D trying not to laugh through this yep. entire scene. Just trying so hard not to laugh at this dialogue and what this other guy is doing uh-huh. here. <laughs> so Berserk finally, I guess, I don't know, negged Valerie into having dinner oh, with him yeah. or something. Oh, then we go to a dojo. Oh, yeah. He's doing a little Tai, <laughs> or tai Chi class, I guess. I'm not sure, right? I did not see Billy D in this scene. And I was like, why are we here? Yeah. Why am I seeing this? I didn't see him until he walked out with his kazoo. And he is playing his kazoo. That's when he's followed by the truck and we're ended by it. And he goes, this man is serious. <laughs> this is he is chased by two semi-cabs mm-hmm. into a junkyard. Almost killed, like so close to being killed. He says, I was crushed. <laughs> he tells them later when they're like, what happened to you? He's like, ah, I was crushed by a car or something like that. Yes. Crushed yeah. Well, his car is destroyed and he straight murders three guys yeah, yeah. in this scene too. All to the backdrop of some sultry jazz music. Oh, of course. I mean, this is the sexiest of car chases. Oh my God. So while this is happening... Because his buddy Berserker isn't having it any easier. No. First of all, the restaurant gave him the wrong credit card. Uh, but good thing he had a great time on his date, though. They're laughing and getting all oh. flirty with each other. Also, can we talk about how poorly they rigged this car to explode, these bad guys? Because yeah. she tries to get into the driver's side. The car explodes on the opposite <laughs> end. And it's written to explode when she opens the door. Not when you get in and start no, the car. No. Not guaranteeing that the people who you want to kill are we'll inside, inside the vehicle. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And she does get a slight brush burn on her cheek. Yeah, she does. But she's intubated in the hospital for a little while. She has like a tube in her. She is out. <laughs> she is out to the point where I think Billy D thinks she's dead. Yeah. Because Berserker has to go, oh, no, no, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. It. He's like, is she okay? What's happened? Yeah. So Teresa's in the hospital now. Um, yep. Doris oh, that's Roberts what Billy D's like. Two, D, two dudes in a semi tried to squash me. That's what he tells them. <laughs> what happened to your face? Ah, two dudes tried to squash me. <laughs> right. All right. 
So Doris Roberts is back. I guess oh, she yeah. flew in that night. She this is the scene well, where she's sleeping. Yeah. Just just to sleep through the whole scene. And she's sleeping while their boss, the chubby dude, runs in and starts screaming and yelling, like, what is happening? What's going on? <laughs> also, he's wearing all blue. He's wearing a blue shirt, a blue, blue jacket, pants. Mm-hmm. blue pants. The carpet's blue in this. It's too much. It, it looks wild. It's reminding you he's a cop. He's all blue. Yes. Yeah. And now for some reason, like, this movie starts and stops and starts and stops and, and, and starts we're in all different movie places, now. not knowing Why are we what? at the docks? I don't know. Why are we at the docks? And why are we staying in this limo? That limo. We're watching that limo so carefully. Oh, my God. So carefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To the point where a truck parks in front of the limo and Berserker goes, oh, my God, where'd it go? <laughs> oh, my God. Where's the limo? Come on, move your truck. Move your truck. I need to see that limo. But now, oh my God, it's gone. where did the oh limo go? The limo is in the truck. <laughs> when these guys now, are trying to This is pretty great. When deal. they have a meeting in the limo in the truck. <laughs> so the, they're in the back of a semi in a limo. The limo's parked in the back of the truck, mm-hmm. and there's a chase going on. So there's gunfire. The guys driving this are swerving all over, mm-hmm. and these dipshits in the back are trying to do a coke deal. The one guy it's dumping all over the floor. Uh-huh. It's very comical, and I don't think it was intentional. <laughs> but they do finally stop the truck. Deals on gets wheels. In. That's what they call it too. Deals yeah. On wheels. <laughs> Berserker gets in the truck, drives it right back to the police station. Yes. Everybody's arrested. Oh, great. And he's so like, he's such a crazy guy, too. He has a he shotgun. In. He has a shotgun with him. <laughs> but he does. But even as he's getting in, Billy D's like, can you drive one of these? And he goes, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, womp, womp. So dumb. <clears throat> We do get to see that Valerie Bertinelli's all right. Yeah. Because our hero goes in, and I love how he takes um, a rose out of an arrangement that yeah. I'm assuming someone else gave her. Uh-huh. And hands Probably it to his her. mom. Like, yeah. It's the most romantic gesture ever. Uh huh. And he just kind of lays it on her, almost like she's dead, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does put it right on her chest. <laughs> And I like it when she's like, when will all this craziness end? And I'm like, you didn't know anything about this till you blew up yeah, last exactly. night. Yeah. Like this craziness just started for you. Well, I think that's why they're they're separated is because his work got so crazy and she just, just wants think it to he, end. He wasn't home at nights because he was parked in his car out in front of that guy's mansion. Yeah. Just probably. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, have Bertinelli be like, oh, you've been so obsessed with this guy ever since he Your dad, your right, exactly. Give us that tie-in. Give it to us. We Something. need it. We need it. And, and we don't see, like, why doesn't Doris Roberts come into the hospital room? Like, why doesn't she's at she the hospital, sit down with... She's not really in the room. And she's not, I know she doesn't get to interact with Valerie Bertinelli. She doesn't interact with Billy D. Williams. I'm starting to wonder if that was a man dressed as Doris Roberts sleeping <laughs> on the couch now. Curious. Curious. So now he's back at this mansion, though, reciting oh. poetry into the intercom. Oh, my God. He gets in in a very bad, like, these are terrible bodyguards, if that's what they're supposed to be. Because yes. somebody calls the intercom of this mansion. One of the thugs, uh-huh. Manny, answers the phone or whatever. No, Manny's sent to check the gate. Some, wow. Somebody's okay. over. Well, I wrote it because I was like, Manny shout out shows, to Manny. But Manny shows up with a flashlight. 
There's it's a, a big suspicious flashlight. person sitting at the gate, mm-hmm. and he does yeah. nothing with the flashlight. And then uh, our guy, Berserko, sneaks in, gets Manny, and now he goes into the, the uh, yeah. uh, house. And also, he had to have Manny come down and open this gate. Yeah. Did you see how short that wall was? Yeah. He could have easily it. just jumped and over that no, wall. And there's no, like, barking dogs or anything no. like that. No real No security. barbed wire. No. Not even, like, metal spikes on no. the top of the wall. Just mm-hmm. do something, anything. Mm-hmm. And and then he walks in, and like you said, there's two bodyguards who appear to be the worst bodyguards. Terrible. They're terrible. And then there's just the lady in lingerie. <laughs> Lady in lingerie who handcuffs the other guy to a work of art, just a statue. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and leads then him into, like you said, leads, where the leads other guy him is into asleep. the main bad guy's bedroom, mm-hmm. where he jumps on the bed. There, guy, he's sleeping with his legs splayed. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he Comfy. noticed. This. He must it have been just perfect. laid proper. I'm guessing. I'm yep. not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't close his legs. <laughs> It does give this crazy man a chance to jump up and point a gun at him. Yes. And the but, bad guy basically says, You won't kill me. And he goes, mm, Have a nice day. Yeah. Wishes him a nice day and then just leaves. Yeah. Then we do get a little, I guess they got in trouble for that because it was like breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. But why is it breaking and entering? Oh, because he's a drug dealer, but he's not a. They can't prove it yet? Right. They okay. can't prove it because I I don't know. The guy who told them about this was the crazy drug addict. So I don't know. Maybe because they just let that guy go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because what are they doing? What is this plan? Why is Doris Roberts there? Oh, Why? now Doris Roberts is in on it. Oh. She's gonna. She's so excited to help. And she's distra- is she distracting? Is that what she's doing? She's there to distract that's, the police, the one that's police all officer. all I can assume. So they that's could, now where I do they assume. bring the other dude? They bring him into a room. They make him, so they bring Bubba Gump or Bubba. Yeah, let's yeah. call him Bubba Gump. Bubba that's Gump. cool. They yeah. bring, they bring, they've got him I like to think that those again. two characters may have gotten married if he didn't die. It'd be movie. great. <laughs> they would have. They bring him in to this police station and they have him, he knows how to open this lock, this vault. That's filled with drugs, right? And confiscated, I guess, stuff. Yeah, they bring... Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like an evidence locker, basically. But they they have to take him into, like, the evidence locker waiting rooms, and he can break in, but... They have to make it seem like they're roughing him up, so they tell him to scream every now and then. Why does he scream like a girl? Like, why is that his go-to high, shrill scream? It is such a weird choice, but it's funny. It's funny. Billy D thinks it's funny. Billy <laughs> D again with the chuckle. He's just like, <laughs> yes. And after they steal a um, a briefcase full of cash, they walk out and tell the guy at the desk. We just let him off with a warning. Yeah. I want that guy to be like, why was he screaming? What like? was the screaming about? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. First of all, Doris Roberts, out of the movie, done. Done. We're finished. Well, except we'll for the voice later. message. Yeah. 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 And also, Bubba Gump, out of the movie. Yeah. He's done as no well. More. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does want to steal some of that weed, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, because there's just bags of it, giant bags of it. He's like, what? Yeah, because even as they walk out, he looks at Billy Dee, and he's like, after you. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Dee's like, no, after you. <laughs> now we're back. The bad guy is hanging out with his lingerie girl again, exercising, oh, right? Yeah, he's working. <laughs> he's working out. Yeah. He gets a call. 
He gets a call from one of the guys that was caught in the limo in the back of the truck. And the guy's like, hey, go to this place. Go to this abandoned whatever that place is where they had the drug. Oh, yeah, the abandoned earlier. fitness center. Yeah. Yeah, they call it a fitness center. Yeah. It looks like an old Spanish church. Yes. So, so he says, do you know where that is? Come here. And he's like, all right, great. Let's do this. And then we see that he calls a cop, mm-hmm. some cop, mm-hmm. and says, hey, this drug deal that you're part of and you've been helping me out with is going down. Come to this old mm-hmm. Spanish church. Mm-hmm. So the drug meetup happens. Yes. And out of this, first of all, Peter Graves wanders in. I'm like, how did, well, you're supposed to think that he's the bad guy. Right. Of course. Right. But everybody kind of turns around and is like, Peter Graves, why are you here? <laughs> and Peter Graves doesn't seem to know why he's there either. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> so we have our two, we have lethal weapons. They come out and they're like, yeah, here we go. But of course, it's uh, the nice. The real bad. Yeah. The, it's the, the blue chubby bad boss. Chubbs. Yes. Yeah. The guy who walks around in blue the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which you there can't. is. Yeah, no, I. It was, yeah. Right, and I like the idea of them introducing a crooked cop very late in this movie. Yes. Like, I think it's when they have the semi, like two scenes before this. Uh, Berserk is like, and I know that one of these cops is it's, crooked. Yeah, yes. <laughs> How long have you known that? Why didn't you let us in on this earlier? Right. right. You could have figured this out. But there's the lamest of like firefights guns are fired two maybe three times each mm-hmm. the large cop Another i think chase. he's killed right Ye- i think they shoot him and then crazy crazy cop he grabs the main bad guy and like kicks out a window like he's gonna oh yeah like he's out. gonna throw him out the window billy, billy d, d stops him. Another- oh no no <laughs> It's another weird emotional outburst from yeah. Billy Dee uh-huh. he yells, no! And the and Berserk turns around and is like, I was just showing him the view. <laughs> the end. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Then, well, they get one more. The captain comes in and tells them about what a good job they did, that they're good cops. They share a drink. Yeah. Berserk mm-hmm. is going to go to um, Lake Arrowhead with Bertinelli. And become yeah. a private investigator. It's going to become a private eye yeah. for some reason. It's easier <laughs> I schedule. Get it. I guess. I don't know. Yes. Right. And, yeah, you make uh, your own hours. We get one more voice message from Doris. And that's, that's it. it. Number yeah, I mean, one you, with a bullet. Yeah. You it's a head scratcher. Credits, then. It's a head scratcher for me. I was very confused by a lot of it. And yeah. although, again, I enjoyed... The Billy D portions mm-hmm. of it. It's just um wasn't my favorite. Meh. That's my reaction okay. to it. I but think you that's had fair. highlighted moments, you said. You, you had know, points that you really enjoyed. I mean, I, I'm not going so far as to say I would recommend this movie. No. But what I would say is if you like movies that are just really bad mm-hmm. and you have like minded friends. You know, and you have a friend over and you, you're sitting around, you're having a couple beers. Put this on. You'll probably have a great time watching it you and think? just laughing at you how think? stupid it is. I guess yes. for certain scenes it, and either you decide that you're not going to pay heavy attention to the plot right. because it's so loose and yes. confusing 
Because if you decide I'm going to get into this and figure out what's going on, I think you'll just be frustrated. Yeah. So you definitely enjoy a beer when you when you watch. Yeah, that might and have I been think early enough in this movie, I kind of went, "All right, I don't have to pay attention." Yeah, like, yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter. This out. The people that made this movie don't want me to pay attention yeah, to what's yeah, going that's not on. What they're looking so at here. I'm not following the plot. I'm going to listen to the horrible dialogue. I'm just going to watch Billy D like. Just glides. Jazz through his way through. Yeah, face. that's what he does. That's exactly what he does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I would say. I don't All know. Right. Okay. Do you have a recommendation that you would tell people to watch instead of this movie? You know, it did make me think about buddy cop movies then, and sure. I just—I uh, mean, this one's kind of an obvious choice in a sense, but that movie Heat, The Heat, I think it is actually with Sandra Bullock and uh, yeah. and. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Thank you. I was going to say Melanie Griffith, but I think that's not true at all. Anyway, that's a really fun, funny women yeah. cop movie. They were fun together. I think it was like 2013, though. It was like a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 2015. Anyway, yeah. it's a buddy cop movie. It was funny. It was better than this, I thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and you? Uh I'm going to recommend from also from 2013, also called The Heat. I literally are you serious? This is is that the first time we've done that? This is the first time this has ever happened. Yes, that's kind of awesome. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the thing that I would say is, I mean, it's a Paul Feig movie. Is that how you say his name? Uh All right. Um, And I like most of what he's done. I think the one knock I would have on this movie is the knock I have with pretty much everything he's done is that it's like. 15 minutes too long. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing a comedy, you're doing a comedy, you gotta, it's like a hard 90 minutes. You wanna go to 95? Okay. Don't push two hours. Even that Ghostbusters movie that he made, which I thought was okay. The second half of that movie is awful. Like it's so, you're done by that point. You're pushing me to my limits. With all the funny stuff. Yeah. But that's good. I mean, that's a, I sat down. I had no expectations. I watched it. I was like, "This is really fun." Very amusing. Yeah, yes. it was really fun. And they both, yeah. they, they both did a great job. They were great chemistry together. Very music yep. together. All right, good. We both have wow. the same recommendation. Okay. That I, was great. Hey, this is very. This is crazy. Almost five years. It's never happened. That's the first time. Now wait. Wow. I have to ask you. Yeah. For our Billy Decembers, which uh, oh. I have to tell, I'll just tell you what I'm sure. thinking. I, I feel like Nighthawks was my favorite, and that was really mm-hmm. our slice giving. But I it like that movie of Billy yeah. Dee's better. Um, yeah. The last one was just so filthy. I couldn't recommend it. <laughs> I did like Billy Dee's look and laugh in number one right. with a bullet. But um, I think Nighthawks was my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think I line up with you. Yeah. I'm going to say Nighthawks and then number one with a bullet after that. Mm-hmm. And then whatever. I, I always forget the name of that movie. Fear City. Who yeah. cares? That was terrible. terrible. Like That was really, yeah. really bad. Yeah. I, but you know what? I'd be open like we op- we uh, said at the beginning yeah. of this episode. If there's other recommendations out there, something we're missing. Because I really do enjoy it when Billy Dee's on the screen. Yes. I, and I know he did TV movies. And you know what? I'm willing to go there. I'll do it. I've, We've done it before. Yeah. And the other thing is, we th- we did three movies. He's a cop in Each. every one. Mm-hmm. Is this just what he does? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's not 
flying in space with um i called him i almost called him han solo because i can't think of his real name but if he's not in a star wars movie is he just a cop i would hope not but maybe that's a lot of what he got in the 80s wow clearly that's yeah yeah people give us your recommendations let us know please give us your billy d recommendations we want them i mean i could just watch old cold 45 commercials i mean mean, that's fine yeah but i'd like something with a little more substance to it. agreed agreed all right well everybody thanks for listening i almost ended the podcast without telling you what we're going to do next time so in two weeks it is january 10th as we told patrons already that is rod stewart's birthday yeah so i went through the rod stewart soundtrack and i tried to think i was like i don't want to do anything with cops i don't want to do anything with uh you know i almost said guns but there may be a gun in this okay we're going to do a movie i don't think we haven't ever done like a biopic on here Mm, have we right okay so we're gonna do uh the movie called star 80 and i don't know if you know what it's about but it's about it's a biopic basically of the playboy playmate dorothy stratton Mm. who was possibly murdered um no she was and uh it stars muriel hemingway so we'll get to get back into muriel hemingway we haven't seen her since she was shot putting in that lesbian that's right so she was a lesbian olympian yeah (laughs) yes Uh and starring eric roberts as well and i think for as prolific as eric roberts was in the 80s i think this is the first time we're gonna see him yeah this is welcome eric all right. So that's it. So we're going to celebrate Rod Stewart's birthday. I love <laughs> to it. Kick off 2020. What a way to do it. What a way. Here we are. Eric yeah. Roberts so, in 2020. <laughs> so, so we're going to watch Star 80. Everybody find the movie. I think it's just on Amazon Prime. It's easy enough to find. It's a popular enough movie. It's not as obscure as even number one with a bullet let's mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. don't know but everybody have a great two weeks thanks for listening Always. go to patreon.com slash good times great movies um and you'll get all our bonus stuff what bonus stuff do we have jamie what, what do we what do we have there oh we have some fun bonus stuff we have a christmas bonus coming your way that's we have two christmas, two christmas bonuses. bonuses so that's a happy holiday right if you're listening to this, one of them's already up. Yes. Yes. And the Webster, other one is, is a very Merry Christmas Mr. present T. for you because it comes it's, out Christmas Eve, right? Comes out on Christmas saying? Eve. Mm-hmm. On Christmas Eve, you can listen to the two of us talk about a Garfield Christmas. It's special. Yay! Yay. It is special. Uh-huh. We get to talk about cartoons and something that only runs about 24 minutes long. Yeah. I mean, we'll stretch it out we'll, to an hour, oh, but that's it's fine. It's going to be. 45 minutes at the least that's right that's right so everybody thank you for listening thanks again have a great two weeks and we'll talk to you well in two weeks in 2020 oh yeah yeah bye bye
gonna fall off. Technically, you'll be throwing down. It is Rod Stewart's birthday, and also David Bowie's death day. It's the same day. Death on the tenth. But I, I couldn't find a crossover. There was project. none. There was none. No, huh? No. I'm not surprised by that either. They both have some pretty. Uh... Yeah, I would watch this movie with the two of them in the. Oh, leaves. how fun would that be? How fun would that be? Would I guess Bowie would be like the berserk cop, the crazy cop? No, I think Stuart. I Rod think Stewart yeah, would be. yeah. I think and Bowie I could would see be David like Bowie. The, yeah, the, he'd be the Billy D. The ladies' yeah. man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 